everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Common Room Podcast. Holy cow, you guys, you have been so supportive. I can't even tell you how absolutely incredible and fulfilling and <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> um, you guys have been amazing. I can't thank you enough. Um, my comments and DMs are full of so much love and support. I am beyond excited to have this adventure with you and be able to talk to you every week. So happy Friday. This is our regular podcast day now. Happy weekend. Starting now, we'll have a new episode every Friday. I hope it was fun to get to this week and I'm excited for our regular days now. Life updates. You guys maybe have seen this on Instagram, but we are in the warehouse and for the first time in two years, I drove to work yesterday. It was a big, exciting moment. I've been, I mean, really, I've been an entrepreneur since 20, December 2017. But I was a photographer for the first few years, so I was able to drive to work. Like, I would drive to shoots and to shoot weddings. Um, but ever since the common room, I have worked from home. I can't even tell you how cool it is to have a workplace. Um, the warehouse is incredible. It's actually so overwhelming right now. There's just boxes everywhere. Um, right after this episode, I'll go drive to it and we're expecting 20 shelves to be delivered. <laughs> it's going to be wild. It's going to be fun. Some of you have messaged me and been like, that is an organizer's dream to organize the warehouse. And I'm like, please come over. I need you because I am not good at organizing. But that being said, it's just invigorating to have a workspace and I love it. <laughs> um, and I will talk more about that when we get to today's episode, which is a business Q&A, which is one of my biggest passions in the whole world. And you guys have asked the best questions. But first, I'm going to go through some life updates. So after the warehouse, um, my other exciting life update is that this weekend I'm headed back to the Pacific Northwest. I did just do a trip there with Connor, but this time I'm leaving, ditching my husband, and I'm doing a sister slash friend slash Harry Styles trip. <laughs> so I'm flying into Seattle and I just, I called my older sister Aubrey and I begged her to come. I, I was like, I will buy you pit tickets to Harry Styles if you please come with me. And she said, yes. So we're going to see Harry's Tacoma concert and then I'll spend a day with my sister and then I'm driving down right? Yeah, down to Portland, where I'm meeting my friend Caitlin, and we're going to hit the Portland concert. <laughs> I am very excited. I have been in just like something interesting about me. I don't know if this is just me. I've actually been asking like everyone in my life, and I've gotten varied answers, but I don't get excited for things until they're happening, and I honestly think this is like an anxiety girl prob or like a worry prob. Because anytime I have trips, I'm not excited till I'm on the plane. And then I'm like, even when I'm on the plane, I almost want to say when the plane lands. I'm like, because on planes, I just become a non-entity. Really, my brain just, it just kind of flops. But when I'm on the trip, I'm so excited. But so anyway, this trip is actually different because I have been relentlessly excited. And we love that for me. I think uh, maybe I'm maybe I'm learning not to worry less or maybe I'm just... Harry Styles does that to me. But if this, if you guys have that as well, let me know because I'm super curious. 
I'm very excited for my Harry Styles outfits. I have put way too much time and money into them. <laughs> and one of them is this big, big, puffy princess yellow dress. And it's a Selkie dress. If you guys haven't heard of that brand, it's very like Disney princess vibes. And I think I honestly have been so happy since that moment. I think I awoke my inner child somehow. I like couldn't stop looking in the mirror at it. And I was like, I am the princess. So I would 10 out of 10 recommend getting one of those. Last life update. This is very broad, but I have just been so happy lately. And I'm sharing that because it's been a long journey to get here. So wherever you're at in your journey right now, just know that it if you're in a bad place, it, you're doing everything you're doing for a reason. You're learning everything for a reason. I know I'm not a therapist or a life coach, but I just want to throw out that if you're in therapy or if you're working towards something, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And I woke up one day and it was like the first time I was just like, I haven't been this happy in a long time. And I've just been very excited. Maybe that's why I'm actually excited for my trips again. We love that. And if you guys are on a journey, whether you're in a low place or a high place or somewhere in between, I think you're amazing and everything you're doing is for a purpose. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. <laughs> but we love happiness and you're worthy of it and so am I. And I love this for us. So sending you all the good vibes. This episode is going to be a business Q&A. Super excited. You guys have come in clutch with the questions. So let's get to it. First question, how long did the whole process of looking for a warehouse take? I started looking in mid-August. I found the one I wanted. Actually, it was crazy because there's a 1% vacancy rate in Utah. So it was a wild ride. But I found mine end of August and we signed the lease but it was the reason why mine in particular took so long is because it's a new build so we were working with the architect in the building to choose our floors and our little counter thing and design it and so that took a lot longer but I think in general if you're trying to get a warehouse that's already built it would be faster but I was texting my <laughs> warehouse guy every week because when I booked the warehouse we were absolutely exploding out of the basement already my business was in my basement before so the last few months were just like get to the warehouse get to the warehouse get to the warehouse so um yeah I want to say it would be a lot quicker if it wasn't a new build but for me it took about what is that two and a half months to get in somebody asked any tips where to start there's a few things to say if you know what you want to sell I would start with that I mean either way start with what you're passionate about. My number one tip for business owners ever is do it while you're passionate. I think there's so much power in passion. It will fuel you. It will drive you to do all of the not fun sides of getting started and to face your fears. So if you are just getting started, focus on what you're passionate about and your product. Maybe it's design, photography, uh, clothing items, and pour your soul into that. And then while you're in that state of hard work and drive, just do the not fun side of things that maybe aren't as exciting. But remember that because you're passionate, it will get you through. And then on the more logistical side of things, to get started, I would recommend getting an LLC through the state. 
which business stuff is, I think there's a question about that. So I can talk about that more later. But getting a website, I use Shopify. If you guys are selling e-commerce, it's great. And starting social media platforms and uh, thinking about how you want to take pictures of your products and like what your brand colors are. So there's the legal side of things, the business side of things. Then there's the branding, which is like website, Instagram. Yeah, that stuff's fun. So I would recommend that stuff can be really fun. Start with that. What is one piece of advice you give to someone who wants to start a business? So cliche, but just do it. (laughs) Oh no, I'm Nike. (laughs) I'm a walking ad for Nike. But just start it because you have nothing to lose and you can do this. So many women. Do you know what's so crazy? I think about this every time I watch Little Women during Amy's speech. We are the first generation who's been able to do what we can do. Like even our moms when they were younger couldn't have a business that's like boosted by Instagram and social media. So if you want to start a business, do it. Just start it because you have nothing to lose and you really can do this. What product sold really well that you weren't expecting? (laughs) Okay, that's a great question. I actually am going to answer the reverse and this because I've been asked both. So two items that have sold really well that I wasn't expecting. One is the Myrtle turtleneck, which is honestly, it's so funny because it's such a staple in my closet now. (laughs) And that's why I named it something so weird. Like, (laughs) I kind of think if I knew it was going to do so well, but also it's kind of iconic. But the Myrtle turtleneck has done really well. And then this is shocking, but the Brave at Heart sweater, I only bought, uh, what, six of each size before I launched it. I was like, this is... It, it's very good quality and it's on the higher end of like my pricing budget for boutique items. So I was like, I'll just get a few and then it sold so well. So and I mean, now now I'm coming out. I've custom manufactured it in Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw colors and we're working on Slytherin colors as well. So I never saw that coming. And then on the reverse side, products that I thought would do better that didn't. I mean, generally it's just pants, but I do get that because shopping for pants online is really scary. But like the Ford Anglia denim favorite jeans ever, um, I thought those might sell a little better. And then same with, what are they called? The Owl Post pants. So they're like um, those light blue and taupe uh, what is it? Corduroy cargo pants. I thought those would sell better. I just get less inventory in pants because I know that's scary. How much money do you have to have saved to start your own business? I started my own business with about $250. I had a photography job before and I was my own boss then. So I was fortunate in that aspect where it was like if I wanted to, I, if I needed more money, I would just buckle down harder and try to book more shoots. So I started... Honestly, you can start with no money. Here's the thing. If it's a clothing business, I'm just going to share. I guess I'll just share clothing. I could share photography too, um, but we'll see how that happens. But with clothing, you can drop ship. So you can start with no money. So what that is, is there's companies online that are t-shirt printers like Printify and Printful where you can upload your design and then put it onto a website and then they will ship it to your customers. So you don't have to invest in the products. You don't have to have a warehouse. You don't even have to do the shipping. And that costs zero dollars because you just make the profit and then they ship it out. Now, the problem with that, I mean, not problem, but 
the debate about that is that you don't have as much control over your branding. So if you wanted to do like a custom poly mailer or include a sticker or a thank you note, you're not able to do that. But especially to get started, that's an amazing option. So you can really do anything you want. But I will say I started, I like to ship them to me because I like to include little stickers and stuff. So I started with $250. I launched my t-shirt company. I, I It might have even been less, but around there. Um, and that's for the domain, the website, the shipping supplies, and the product. And then I really wanted to start a boutique. So I opened just a t-shirt company. I was launching one t-shirt every two weeks in March 2020. And by May 2020, this was always part of my plan. I wanted to launch a boutique. I was planning on just saving my money over time, but my mom kept dropping hints. She was like, you should, dad and I are really into Shark Tank. You should make us a Shark Tank presentation. We'll surprise dad. Let's see what he says. And I was like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I was hesitant because I don't like self-sufficiency is very important to me. And I used to be kind of an entitled teenager. I was a youngest child and my dad got a better job right when I was a teenager. So all my siblings had to have jobs in high school, but I didn't. So I learned the lesson of self-sufficiency later in life. So now when I started my shop, I was what, 23. And I was just not wanting to ask that. But then my mom kept dropping the hint and I was like, if I believe in my shop and I do, I'll be able to pay this back quick. So I spent a few hours. I wrote up a Shark Tank presentation. I wore a nice little blazer and red lipstick and I FaceTimed my parents and I presented my whole business plan and I asked them if they would invest $2,100 in my boutique and that was going to cover two boutique launches. And let me tell you, they were easy, easy to crack. They were like, sure. That sounds great. So my parents are awesome. I did believe in my business and you guys believed in my business and I was able to pay them back, which was awesome. But I don't think you need that much money to start. I think you could get one boutique item a week and still gain a profit. That was such a long explanation. I hope that that helped. How did you come up with this idea? How did you start? So I read Harry Potter when I was younger and then I reconnected with it as an adult and I was like, <laughs> you know that TikTok that's like, at first I loved Harry Potter as a joke, but I don't think it's a joke anymore. <laughs> that was me. I could not stop thinking about it. And for years, my photography business was great, but I was like, this is not it. This is not my passion in life. And it took me a long time to realize, okay, my obsession for Harry Potter is like my passion. How do I make this a career? I had a trip planned with Connor to go to the Wizarding World in California, and it was on that trip when I was just like, whoa, what if I made a clothing boutique based off of books? It just came to my mind, and I said, what if I did custom tees and a boutique. And the reason why is because I was having a hard time choosing an outfit for the trip. I was like, I want to look really cute at the Wizarding World, but I don't know what to wear and I don't know where to get tees. So I made my own. And yeah, that's how the common room was born. Help. I have serious imposter syndrome. How do you take the I can do this leap? Love you. I love you too. Yeah, that's hard. Imposter syndrome can be crazy. So much of what I'm saying are cliches, but fake it till you make it has been my biggest key for imposter syndrome. There were times with photography when I was doing something and I was like, I don't even know how to work the camera settings right now, but I faked it so hard and you just convince yourself too. And with the common room, 
that was actually easier because it is behind closed doors. It wasn't like I was shooting a wedding and freaking out. But being like behind your computer, it's a little easier to fake it. But if you're feeling in that fear and overwhelm, my biggest tip is to go have fun in your life. So if you have a Harry Potter clothing shop and you're feeling overwhelmed, stop working. If you're feeling like an imposter, imposter, <laughs> if you have bad posture, <laughs> um, stop working. Go to Barnes and Noble, go to the Harry Potter section or book a trip to the Wizarding World. Anything you can do that will feel fun or even just drive to a park and read Harry Potter and don't think about work and have fun and then come back to it and remember it's all about like I was saying earlier for me the passion is the thing that drives everything I do and it's the thing that keeps me in line also remember that this is something you want to do and that you just have to like really romanticize yourself like hell yeah I'm a business owner I'm doing this and if that feels too overwhelming, there's so many phases. If in the moment that feels overwhelming, you can't really like self-talk yourself out of it, go have fun. Then I bet when you come back, you'll have that clarity. But just know that this is amazing and you're amazing and the world needs your ideas and you can do this. How much time do you spend on the social media aspect of your business? Girl, way too much time, let me tell you. <laughs> Which is actually one of the reasons I started this podcast is because, I, like I was saying in my last episode, DMs are something that I just, I try to do my best, but I don't put full pressure on it because I'm always answering my emails. But if I were to do DMs, it would be 24-7. I spend a lot of time on social media, but something that's helped me with that is to plan ahead. Like if you have a content day where you shoot a few pictures, then you have your content plan for like the next week. Or on the opposite side... If you're feeling overwhelmed by social media, to just be like, I don't need to post. I'm the CEO. <laughs> so that's awesome too. But uh, to answer your question, let me think. I probably spend social media, I probably spend two hours a day. But I also spend so much time on social media just for me. But intentional work social media time, I would say two hours a day. And then there's like internet time, like emails, returns, that kind of thing. I mean, I'm probably on in con connected to the internet six hours a day on my work days, maybe more. <laughs> we love that. I hope my eyeballs don't rot and fall out of my head. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Just kidding. Halloween's over, but it's a little spooky, spooky idea for you. What was it like getting the keys to your warehouse? Well, they were digital, so it was a bit anticlimactic, <laughs> but it was an amazing feeling because... Uh, I would say it was an amazing feeling, but even more amazing was yesterday when I went into work for the first time and being like, I am at my workspace. So yeah, amazing feeling uh, since day one, my absolute, I've had two dreams for my business. My biggest goals are hit a million dollars in sales and get a warehouse. So having that first dream come true, not the first, the second dream, the warehouse dream come true was incredible. And I am working towards the second dream and I'm hoping to hit it by the end of this year or early next year. So wish me luck. But yeah, dreams coming true all around. How supportive was your husband during all of this? Oh, he has been so supportive. It's insane. Where I'm like, you're going to let me take this risk right now? Like, you're okay with this? And he always is. I don't know how my husband manages to be so angelic and calm. He is an Enneagram 9, if that tells you anything. So if you know the Enneagram, they're like nines. They're God tier. I'm a four. Um, actually, I read a study that fours and nines are the most compatible. Love that for me. <laughs> Not out of anyone, but like if you're a four, then it's been proven that nines are best. And if you're a nine, it's been proven that fours are the best. Anyway, he's he's been incredibly supportive. So selfless. Um 
the hard part of it has been like when I've really wanted him to work with me. We don't do great as coworkers. We get very snappy at each other and we're both stubborn. So he's very supportive in the like you do you kind of thing. But then we have to make sure that we're not being coworkers because we do better as husband and wife than coworkers. But yeah, he's really the best. Any advice to people who just started a business? How do you get yourself out there? My two biggest tips. Okay, marketing is going to be your best friend, which is obviously what you're asking. My two biggest tips would be TikTok. So there was a time last summer where I was making a TikTok every single day and not all of them went viral, but I noticed a big increase in orders. I would say like one out of 10 would maybe go viral. And even the ones that would get less views, I would get more orders, especially if you have a niche business. TikTok's going to be your best friend. Find the sound that's trending right now. Um, TikTok life hack. I cannot for the life of me edit a video on that app. I don't know if it's like because I am one year away from being a Gen Z and it's not embedded in my brain. (laughs) But I, this is embarrassing, but I edit my TikTok. So I screen record the audio. I I, am Bluetooth. What is it called? I airdrop it to my computer and then I edit my TikTok on iMovie and then I export it and then I upload it to TikTok and then when I'm uploading it on TikTok, I turn, there's a volume button where you can turn down the sound volume and just keep it as the original sound. If you're not following, let me know. I can make a tutorial for this, but that helps you make the video out of app out of the app, which makes it a lot easier. But TikTok is like the best marketing tool right now. Their algorithm is just, it gives everybody a chance, which is so cool. My second tip for getting yourself out there would be to send stuff to influencers, especially if you have a niche. Honestly, niching down in your business is huge. So for me, I sent a lot of shirts and boutique items to influencers who liked Harry Potter or books. Find people who you really respect and think would embody your brand well and ask them. Sometimes I will pay them. Sometimes we'll just do products. There's also a very sweet spot from anyone who has like 2,000 to 10,000 followers. That is a really sweet spot because those people always have such dedicated audiences who really want to hear what they have to say. So that can be fun if that's something you would want to do. Plus, it's really fun because you get to know a lot of people in your niche and in your community. Do you have people who help with the official business things like an accountant or lawyer? Yes, I do. I have an accountant and a lawyer, actually, which sounds a lot scarier than it is. Um, The accountant, I only work with one time a year. She gave us some guidelines. She uh, taught us how to manage our money. We use QuickBooks. Um, If you, by the way, if you get QuickBooks, don't get the small business one. Get the regular one. It kind of screwed us over. Pro tip. Um, We had to like reorganize it and it was confusing, but... We have the accountant, we just pay her one time a year, and the lawyer who's also just been a one-time fee, and that brought so much peace of mind. I used to just be shaking in my boots. I was like, what if I get sued by Warner Brothers? And then I was like, why don't I just meet with a lawyer and think about it? So the lawyer has helped me with that. Um, It's worth it. Those type of investments in your business are kind of scary. You're like, whoa. But the... um, ease and confidence that comes with having that kind of thing is awesome. Do you think you'll open a physical shop one day? At this point, I'm going to say no. I really love having it online, though I would love to do a warehouse sale. Um, That being said, my space will be full of inventory, so I don't know if I would need to like 
do the warehouse sale, like rent another building and just do it for a day. I don't know. That's a lot of logistics to, to figure out, but that's something I would love to do in 2022. Is there any product you haven't released before but would absolutely love to? Uh, absolutely. I would say number one would be candles. I have launched my first candle and I have my second one coming. So that's a dream come true. And then a lot of custom boutique items. So that's actually something I've gotten into. And you're really going to start seeing that through November and especially this Tuesday. So if you're listening in live, our Tuesday launch is the Loyal at Heart and Wise at Heart sweaters. So that's been really cool to work with a custom manufacturer. And that's something I want to do more of, especially um, we were able to get Sarah J. Mass certified. So now I can use any names from the Akatar war world. And in exchange for that, I'm paying her a commission. So I'd love to do, I mean, <laughs> I would love to do some stuff that I already have in the works. So quotes from Akatar, um, put, putting them on sweaters, sort of like a graphic sweater line is something that I'm working on. I get talking fast and loud because I'm super passionate about it. Um, and then custom Harry Potter items. It, we've got that coming too. What's the most difficult thing about owning a business and what's the most rewarding? Most difficult thing is being used to everything going wrong all the time and not meeting your expectations <laughs> because stuff won't maybe meet your expectations. So much will go wrong. Something you've worked hard on will not do as well as you thought. Something you only got a little bit of inventory in will do better than you thought and you'll sell out. And there's just so much to adapt to. Also staying organized, trying to pay taxes, trying to stay within your legal copyright. There's so much. And to just, the most difficult thing has been going with the flow. There's just stuff that goes wrong every day and it will. <laughs> so learning that has been difficult. And I actually, it's been really good for me in my personal life too, just like being more adaptable when things go wrong. But there are days when everything will hit at once still and I cry about my business and that's okay. Most rewarding thing is, I think, to be able to provide for my little family while having the job of my dreams is just something I dreamed of my whole life. So that's really cool. And just to have be so passionate. I've never been so passionate about anything in my life. And to get to wake up and do that every day is so rewarding. And then secondly, I have met so many of my best friends from Bookstagram. So that's been incredibly rewarding to, ooh, I just gave myself chills, um, to meet friends through that and to meet them through mutual hobbies. It's been awesome. What keeps you passionate about your business? If you're in a spot where you're not passionate, I don't know, It's it's it can be hard. It can be draining. Like for me, since my business is about Harry Potter, I will say the her magic of Harry Potter is a little bit harder to lean into. So I have to prioritize reading it and watching the movies and making it something separate from work. And then... When I do it, I get really passionate. Some line will jump out at me. Same with other favorite books with Little Women. If I like want to do a Little Women launch, but I'm not passionate, I would watch the movie and not think about work. But then by the end, I'm like, actually, I have ideas. Or watching behind the scenes videos, that kind of thing. Like I said, my number one tool if I'm not passionate is to stop and go have fun. Where do you find your incredible inventory? That is very nice. Um, I find them from, well, so there's two aspects. So I do the custom items, which I design. Well, I don't design. I commission designers because I cannot draw at all. And then boutique items, I use online fashion vendors. There are a ton online. So 
Google searching them. I've applied for so many different sites and they just have pre-made clothing and you're able to buy it and you have to buy it in bulk. So that's why it can be an investment. You have to buy two sizes of each. So two, two smalls, two mediums, two larges. You have to buy that and then you can rename it, mark it up, do whatever you want. But you do have to have like all of the legal stuff to do that as well. So it's it's like a journey to get there, but so worth it. Let's actually talk about the legal stuff really fast. In order to start my business, I got an LLC, which is a business license with the state of Utah or whichever state you're in. I can't speak to international or other countries, unfortunately, but US based. I got an LLC. I filed that all online. They emailed me this or they mailed me the stuff in the mail and I got a sales tax license also through the state and I got an EIN number. I think I applied for that at the same time. EIN number is employee identification number. All of this, it sounds scary. I just made myself do it. I think it took like a few hours and it was like the first two weeks of my business They mailed me the paperwork. I took pictures of it. I uploaded it to a Google Drive and then I use that. I use those photos all the time. So I use them to apply to fashion vendors. I use my LLC to pay taxes. I'm definitely not a professional, but I hope that this provides a little bit of insight for what you need to Google, what you need to look into if you're wanting to start a business. Have you ever seen anyone in public in your clothes? Yes, and I've had family members see people in Utah in my clothes, which is so cool. Um, I've seen, I think, uh, four people at the Wizarding World in my clothes throughout all my trips, which has been <laughs> just uh, so cool. Like the most incredible moment ever. I've tried to say hi to every single one of them. It's been amazing. Like it's, there was actually, everybody knew me except one girl. It was so funny <laughs> because we were in line. She was right next to me and I was like completely zoned out. And I look up and she's wearing my must be a Weasley tee. And I'm like, that's my, that's a shirt from my shop. And she was like, oh, I just got it as a gift. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, cool. And then in my head, I'm thinking like, no, I've like held that shirt in my hands. You don't even know. Like I packaged that shirt. (laughs) It kind of felt creepy and, but it kind of felt powerful. It was really cool. Best feeling in the whole world. Biggest risk turned reward. Okay, this is definitely the Brave at Heart sweater. Actually, and the Loyal and Wise at Heart is, <laughs> it's not turned reward yet because they haven't launched yet. So crossing all my fingers and toes for when those launch, but that's been my biggest investment. But the reason I have the confidence to do that is because of the Brave at Heart investment I made. So if you don't know, that's like the Gryffindor house sweater. So it's red and gold striped. And I think I bought like 115 sizes in each. So like over 300 sizes. Is that? No, that's not correct math. <laughs> Almost 300 sizes. Uh, and that was a huge investment and it they sold really well. So that's been incredible. What is the best mistake you've made? This is such a good question. I have made so many mistakes. Worst slash best mistake I've made is the classic copying situation. So my mistake came because I was scrolling on Pinterest. This was in the first six months of my business. I was scrolling on Pinterest. I saw an artwork of a design. I was like, that is so cool. I want to put that on a shirt. Silly me. Why would I do that? It's like so embarrassing now because it's like, why would you see a design on Pinterest and think like, I'm going to also do this design. I mean, I had an illustrator like do it in her own style, but it was just too similar. I launched it. uh, The artist saw it and I paid her for um, 
like I made it up to her. I paid her some money I had made on it and I learned never again to find inspiration from Pinterest. So that was actually a good mistake in the end. I really learned that my the source of my ideas cannot come from any other art. It was hard to learn, but it was super necessary. And now when I come up with designs, they just come from like some deep part of my brain rather than like I'm scrolling Pinterest and I like this. What is your favorite and least favorite thing about being a business owner? Absolute favorite thing is the free reign just to do whatever I want. I can do slow weeks. I can do crazier weeks. And I can, you know, I I can do a launch for a new book if I want. I can do like... I don't know, just so much freedom and that's amazing. Structure is kind of hard for me because I was homeschooled growing up. So I do value structure. I just feel comfortable in like a non-structured environment. So that's been amazing. And then least favorite thing about being a business owner is just like how easy it would be to work 70 hours a week. It's just really hard to have boundaries on when to stop. But the warehouse is going to help with that because I have like a place to work and a place to be home. So yeah. Advice for someone looking to start a business in a small town. I guess that depends if you're wanting a brick and mortar, like a physical location or online. But wherever you live, if you want to do an online e-commerce business, the internet is your town. (laughs) Wow. Put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. But you definitely don't have to limit yourself to your small town. If you do want to do a physical location, I don't know much about that since I don't have one. But the world is your oyster and uh, definitely recommend getting an Instagram. All you need is a post office and you're good to go. Do you have any advice on how to best schedule slash plan launches in advance? That has been a huge learning curve for me, especially in the first year of my business. Um, At first I did launches every two weeks, but it was just one shirt and I was just constantly channeling my Amy March. I said, I want to be great or nothing. And I just pushed myself so hard and it was just tricky because I was trying to order inventory. I needed it to come on time. If something didn't come, it like ruined my life. Uh, I'm very, I can be very hard on myself. So what I've learned is to allow some flexibility is to plan my launches two weeks in advance. I actually have learned to do even more. During the holiday season, I just planned all my holiday launches. That's something I never could have done last year because I, I dipped into my savings to do that, to invest in that. Um, and same thing, if you're like doing one launch at a time and you're wanting to get on a t- like two week in advance schedule, it is an investment because you have to buy like one full launch with the money that you have now. But it will bring so much peace of mind, the flexibility that it allows you, like if something doesn't come, you still will have other products to use. So much of the time I'll have like like for the Joe March launch, I had a very specific, it was like the um, wizard jacket. It was like this plaid jacket. It was supposed to come for the Joe March launch and then it didn't come in time. But then I saved it for the Burl launch because I was like, I can't just launch it for anything. So I saved it for the Burl launch and that ended up being perfect. Just having that flexibility, I really recommend. So you may have to take the hit and invest like an extra week and take it out of your savings, but it will be worth it. And then even if you're not able to financially do it, to mentally plan out the launches and to just like, I have a Google uh, Doc where I just have like my brain exploded onto this Google Doc where I'm just like, here's absolutely everything I would like to do for the next six weeks and just plan out exactly when I would need to buy it. 
Um, I'm really not an organized person, but I can't keep this all in my brain. So it's just like, here's what I would like to launch on December 7th. Here's when I would need to buy it by if I wanted to do that. And just to have like planning sessions with yourself. And also I do recommend doing that like at Barnes and Noble or at Starbucks somewhere away from home because it helps you like channel your focus. That was just a side note, but I hope that helps. How do you establish pricing? Uh, I did a lot of research on this because I had no idea. It's crazy how much you can learn from YouTube and podcasts. So there was this podcast I listened to called, I think it was Boost Your Boutique Podcast. I would still recommend it. It's, I think it's like a few years old, but I learned a lot. And something that this girl said was that your business won't survive if you don't mark up your items three times or more. So what that means is if I get a shirt for $10, um, if I don't mark it up three and a half times, which would be 10 times 3.5, so $35, chances are I'm not going to make a profit. And so that was just my guideline from day one. So everything I launch, I mark it up. I mark up the price I get it for by three and a half. And that's always given me room to pay my bills and invest back in and pocket some. And that's why some of my products are like less expensive. Some are more expensive. And that's why there's kind of a range. Where do you see your business in five years, 10, anything beyond that? Ah, I have no idea. I need to think about this. All I know is I definitely want to be a business coach in my next career, but I also want the common room forever. Like I don't want it to end ever and I don't want to grow up. Guys, I'm turning 25 this month and I'm having an absolute like birthday blues crisis. It's not that I don't want to be 25. Like I feel like 25 is a really empowering age. I'm like, I've earned this. Look at me. Like, but I don't, I'm not trying to get older than 25. Like I'm, I'm forbidding myself from aging at this point. Like that is just too much. So anyway, side note, I don't know about five, 10 years, but all I know is that I would love to shoot product photos at castles in Europe. I would love to be a millionaire and I would love to be a business coach someday. And wherever my journey takes me, I'm sure it will be fine. I've always had more of like a strict plan. I just never really thought I would make it this far. Like not in a dramatic way, but when you're a kid, you don't think about being 25. Like I would think about having kids someday or something, but I was never like, when I'm 25, I can't wait for this. So I really have no idea. I'm just trying to stay alive and live my best life one day at a time. What would be your three favorite launches you've had? Ooh, okay. Hmm, that's so hard. But right away, I want to say the Meg March launch. That was this last summer. And the aesthetic of Meg March is literally unmatched. I had so much fun. It was like, it was very like um, cottagecore meets bohemian, like very sweet, lots of jewelry, super colorful. And I was very into Little Women at that time. It's my favorite book and movie of all time. So the Little Women launches are always very close to my heart. The Bat Boys launch I did this summer with the Asriel, Cassian, Resan's favorite sweatshirts. Those, once again, my favorite launches are always ones that I do when I'm very into the book. Nothing beats that feeling when I'm like reading A Court of Mist and Fury and launching products about it. And then it's hard to choose one Harry Potter launch because I've had so many that I've really loved. But I've loved like... 
all the character launches, um, for the Fred and George, the Luna, just anything that channels into like one specific aesthetic, I have so much fun with. How do you manage inventory and how do you know how much to stock? This is something I am learning because <laughs> I have never had an organizational system before this warehouse it's been in my basement and we do have shelves in the box just cardboard boxes are on the shelves and we would just write what the product was on the outside but I was the only one who could package even though I have employees because it got so full of inventory that it was like this cream sweater that is different than these other five cream sweaters is on the second shelf under the third box like it was just wild so what we're doing now which I am very excited about is we are going to have like six rows of shelves in the warehouse and they're going to be labeled a b c d blah 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 um and then each row is going to have a number this way when we package an order it will say shelf b row four we'll go right there we'll look at the sizes grab the size we need and go package it it's going to be amazing i hope i'm crossing all my fingers i am not um organizationally inclined so wish me luck but connor and i have spent hours talking about this system and the shelves are actually going to be delivered today, so I'll keep you guys updated on Instagram or on here. Harry Styles is my favorite artist. I know you've had a lot of Harry content, so Harry launch question mark? Yes, of course. We're doing a Harry, we're doing a Haler slash our divorced mom and dad launch. <laughs> um, by we, I mean me and somebody else. Could it be a collab? Yes, I'm confirming now. Um, there is a launch on what day is it? November sixteenth. Stay tuned. I'll drop some Easter eggs soon. I'll definitely drop Easter eggs at my Harry Styles concert slash trip weekend this weekend. Where do you say the boundary is between collabing and joining two businesses too much? The boundary for me is will this be fun or does this feel like a chore? If it feels like a chore and you're like, I don't really know logistics. I can't even think about this. I kind of have like a brain fog. I don't know how to handle this. Don't do it. But if you're like, what if me and this person got together and like, talked ideas that makes me feel really excited then do it it's as simple as that and even if you do it and you're passionate about it logistics can still be hard to work out but there has to be some aspect of it that you think is fun and that's when it's worth it all right this is going to be my last question it's what does your work day slash week look like what are the nitty-gritty details we don't see every day is different which i love Mondays, I will wake up and I will go downstairs and get all the products for that week's launch. I'll steam them and I'll style them into outfits. And then I drive to my friend Caitlin's. She's my photographer and we'll take product photos. I do a lot of social media stuff on Mondays to try to like hype up the launch. So I'll share like behind the scenes, sneak peeks, and then I will package orders from the weekend with my employees. I will do emails, do returns. <laughs> um, it's going to be nice with the warehouse because I can have my employees start packaging orders. That's definitely something I don't want in my brain space. Um, and that's kind of what Mondays is. Mondays are, yeah. And then Tuesday's launch day. So I will wake up and I will upload all of the photos. I forgot to say I edit the photos as well on Monday. Tuesdays, I upload all of the products onto my Shopify. I upload descriptions, measurements, pictures. I create a new header for my website. I organize my website so that all the newest products are the first thing that shows up at the top. Lots of social media stuff to get hyped. I launch it. 
that's Tuesday. I'm usually very tired because I'm on my phone for so long on Tuesdays, but it's also invigorating. I love launch day. Tuesdays are my favorite day of the week. Wednesday, I package orders. So right now it'll be like go to the warehouse, package orders for five hours. I always order lunch for my employees. So Wednesdays are really fun. It's like a big, it's kind of like a party, but also working hard. Um, organize inventory. I Every day I do emails. I try to do emails and returns. And then Thursday is the exact same as Wednesday. We finish up, we clean up the area, make sure we're organized. And then usually Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I let myself relax more. There's actually, so those like, that's like the schedule, but then I do sneak in a lot of other work stuff. Like I'm constantly thinking of ideas for future launches and ordering future launches. And I just slip that in wherever I can. (laughs) So that is sort of what the work week is like. All right, guys, I have more questions, but I'm going to stop there. But I would love to do this again. Please let me know if you want to. I know that not all of you own a business, so I hope that this wasn't boring. Um, if anything, I hope it was fun to hear behind the scenes of the common room. Thank you so much for your questions. I had the best time. And if you have a business, I believe in you. You're killing it and know that anything is possible. And women have minds and they have souls and blah, blah, blah. You know, I can't finish a quote to save my life, but Joe March. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Have a good weekend. (laughs) 